In today's show, I'm looking at players who I've, yeah, maybe weirdly labeled as must draft players, but that's how we're going to talk about it. Must draft players, Michael Bolton, is he must draft? Yeah, he is, of course. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lewin. I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free, available on all platforms. Now, today's show is going to be different. It's going to be a dynasty startup mock draft. An hour into it, 150 picks in. And I realized that I hadn't hit record. And myself and Matt Lawson, who were doing it, it was a cracker show, really good show. Um, yeah, and we said, we're, we're not rehashing, we're not redoing that draft and rehashing it today. So maybe that'll come at a later date, I, I don't know. So I had to push forward this show that I'm doing today. And that is, again, I've titled it, Must Draft Players. Before I talk about that quick news, the, the uh, Los Angeles City Council, or I think it was the City Council, is instituted the same laws as in San Francisco and New York in that unvaccinated players can't practice or play. Now, the Lakers and the Clippers are both 100% vaccinated, so that's not an issue. What the issue, I guess, here is, is that creeps to other areas. We're looking at you, Denver, and we're looking at you, Washington. So just because it was San Francisco and New York doesn't mean it stops there. So that's the thing to watch for here. It's not impacting LA because those guys are all fully vaccinated. Trades maybe could have an impact. But let's see if it happens in any other cities and whether that impacts Beal or Michael Porter Jr. specifically. Don't really think it's going to happen in Orlando personally, but those other two cities perhaps. So let's see if there's going to be any impact there. So what I've titled this must draft players. Let's see if it kicks into the YouTube algorithm and gets people coming in and watching the show. But what I mean is I'm going to go round by round using Yahoo ADP data for a nine category format and looking at guys in every round where I go, I think everyone here, based on their ADP, if their ADP is 45, then they're a round four player. So we're doing 12-team league. Again, the most common format is a nine-category, 12-team snake draft. That is the most common format by a large percentage. So if they're sitting with an ADP of 45, that means they're a player getting drafted in the fourth round. If I have that player valued as a third-round player, then to me, if they're in the fourth round, there's a guy that you go and get as a must-draft guy. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through to round 12, not round 13, because I did a whole video on guys you can take with your last pick in a draft. But using the ADP data currently, guys who I think give you a, a round or two rounds worth of value in each of those um, in each of those rounds. Let's get into it in one sec, because I'm going to tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is the doctor-created and doctor-recommended formula to help excessive sweating, hyperhidrosis. You get the Sweatblock wipes, you wipe them under your arm before you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, you have a wash, and then you're ready to go. Up to seven days coverage. These are doctor created and doctor recommended. You might have seen them do the firefighter test on Rachel Ray. You might have seen them on Amazon. You might have seen them on the shelves at CVS over the last 10 years. But now you can get it for 20% off by using the code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. So head to sweatblock.com. If you suffer from excessive sweating, don't worry about choosing the color shirt that you have based on whether you're about to see sweat stains. Sweatblocks can eliminate this issue. Sweatblock.com. The promo code is LOCKEDON. 
Okay, let's let's fire it up. Round one. I highlight these two guys here because we look at um, Yahoo ADP. James Harden has an ADP of six and Carl Anthony Towns has an ADP of nine. Now we're not getting an extra round value on these guys pretty clearly, but I think Harden is a top three guy this season. It, it's looking more and more like Kyrie is not going to get vaccinated. Who knows what that means, but that means Harden, well, I know what it means. If Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated, Harden's like a top three guy and literally almost a number one guy. And if you're getting him at six, it's pretty ridiculous. Towns, to me, especially with the weird run on centers that happens in drafts, he shouldn't be going outside the top five. And at nine, yeah, you got Lillard going ahead of him. I wouldn't take Lillard ahead of him. You've got Kevin Durant going ahead of him. I wouldn't take him ahead of him. Um, I, I just, yeah, at nine is ridiculous to me to see uh, Embiid's going at nine as well. I'll take Towns over Embiid every day of the week. To me, Towns at nine, when I can get him at five. I think they're probably the two real standout value picks in that first round of drafts. Again, basing it off Yahoo's ADP numbers. If we look at round two, now this one's a little bit iffy, Bradley Beal. I say this because on a per game basis, he's like a top eight, top nine sort of a guy. I do discount him a little bit into the 11, 12 range based on um, the, the vaccination status. I do think that Beal will end up getting vaccinated. So even if Washington or DC does institute a vaccine mandate for indoor areas for employees like San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, I think Beal might be okay there. His ADP currently, Brad Beal, is 15 on Yahoo. So he's sliding yeah, past even the turn. Again, this is a guy you'd look at at the 11-12 sort of range of the first round and extracting value in that second round is pretty good to do. Now, Jimmy Butler, I don't think Butler can replicate what he did last year where he was the 10th ranked player. It was on the back of really high steal numbers. He is prone to injuries. But he's getting drafted at 21 in Yahoo. It's five spots lower than his rank. So he's way back. I think, again, at pick 20, pick 19, pick 18, Jimmy Butler really stands out. Like, if you wanted to take him at 15, I don't think there's any problem with that. So to me, him and Beal stand out as some real value options based on their Yahoo ADPs, 15 for Beal, 21 for Butler, where I think they should be five to six spots higher than that. That really does, uh, I think, produce some value in round two. There's nothing major in those first two rounds. though. Let's get that clear. Or yeah, should, should I just do it the other way and just go, you have to leave your draft with these guys no matter what. Do not let go of these players, which is obviously bullshit. But hey, maybe outrage gets people involved. Let's go, round three. Donovan Mitchell and Shea Gilgis-Alexander are players that I am taking a look at in this round. I you know, Shea's got an ADP of 31 and Mitchell 27, so it pushes them into round three. I think that they are both top 25 players. Again, it's not extracting the huge amount of value, but Mitchell's scoring is super valuable. I do think he can take things up another step this year, maybe improve efficiency, get to the line a little bit more, maybe some more assists. All that stuff's possible. And Shea could really be top 20. People are absolutely petrified of Shea being shut down. I am not as worried about that. I think getting him at pick 30, which is halfway through round three, is tremendous value. At the turn of round two, 26, 27 is real value there to get him. So to me, he's a guy, look, if you want to take him at 22, Gildas Alexander, on a per game basis, I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. But the ADPs in those first couple of rounds, they marry up pretty well to the player's value. We're looking at maybe getting six, seven spots of value in these first few rounds. So 
don't be surprised when you know, there's not gigantic amounts of value that you're going to hoodwink your opponents with by getting these guys in this area. But I do think that those two guys, where they're currently going in round three, they could be round two players. And that is providing you a little bit of value there in that round three area. Here's where I think we start to get some interesting things uh, going. Now, of course, injuries, again, for Porzingis are a risk. But his ADP is at 46. That's almost out of round four. I think that Chris Dapps... Now, Chris Dapps last year was 39th on a per-game basis. Obviously, he missed a lot of games. He is healthy now. That doesn't mean that he will remain healthy, of course. And he is more likely to get injured because of his body shape and frame and prior knee problems. That is true for him. But at 46, when I think that per game, he could be 30th. Per game, shit, he could be 22nd. All right? He could get that high. He could be a second round guy per game this year. Because I don't know how Jason Kidd's going to run him. But I think he's going to be better than he was last year. And we have literally seen it from Paul Zingas before. 20 points, 7, 8 rebounds, 2 plus 3s, 2 plus blocks, high free throws. And he's improved his field goals lately as well. There's enough there for me to know that he can do it. And when you're in round 4, at the end of round 4, nonetheless, um, I happily pull that trigger. And then Brandon Ingram. I don't... I've said plenty of times on this show that Brandon Ingram is pretty boring from a fantasy perspective. He's got an ADP of 40, so that's almost mid-fourth mid round. Last season, Ingram ranked 36th, end of the third round. I think he's going to be in that similar area. And that was with Zion being fully healthy last year. If Zion has to miss time because of this foot fracture, Ingram could very easily... No Lonzo Ball as well, so more ball handling perhaps... I know Graham's there, but he's not quite Lonzo. Now, Ingram should be your worst case between 34 to 37. Could push to even higher than that. I'm not sure how much further he's got to go. He is 24, not saying he doesn't have room to improve, but I look at what he does and I go, what's the next step? Maybe it's 24 points to 26 or 27. But I think there is value in both of those guys in round four for this season. Round five, I think there's some real value here. Round five takes you out to pick 60. Remember that. People look at round five and think it's early. That's up to pick 60. Uh, I think Goose is one to look at. Now, Edwards' Yahoo rank has been pushed into 43. His ADP still trailing at 52. I think that he is a fourth round guy and you should consider as a top 40 option for this season, but you can potentially get him in round five. I think Robert Williams, I it is looking like they're leaning Boston, leaning towards starting Al Horford and Robert Williams. That actually helps Williams a bit because it means that they, if they play together, it boosts both of those guys' minutes up. If Williams plays 27 minutes a night, and I love this stat that Sam Vecini always throws out in his podcast, like how many games, he always asks his guests, how many games has Robert Williams played more than 28 minutes in in the NBA? And the answer is one. Right? We're not expecting 28 minutes from Robert Williams. But if he plays 25 minutes, then he's probably a top 35 guy. But there is a risk. With more minutes means lower blocks a lot of the time. But high field goals, good rebounder, shows some flashes of passing, can be a free throw issue guy. But I think there's value there. And then Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic over the final... 17 games of last year, which is after he came back from the calf strain slash broken hand and you know started to ramp up, he played 25 minutes a night in those last 17 games, which is the last month of the season. He was the 57th ranked player during that time frame. I fully expect, 
fully for Nurk to play more than 25 minutes a night. And on a per-game basis, if Yusuf Nurkic is in the top 30 this year, I will not be surprised. I am, Of course, I'm not taking him there. I don't have to. I can get him in the... He's ADP 61. So actually, he's like a round six player. I'll take him in round five every day of the week. Um, and it's when centers start running off the board, I'd probably go inside the top 50 for Nurkic. He can, he can do it. He was absolutely shit-house last year through COVID or, yeah, sorry, lack of conditioning due to COVID affecting his family and then multiple injuries. And then, again, low minutes from Stotts. I fully expect Chauncey Billups to not play him 25 minutes a night when your other option is Cody Zeller. I fully expect Nurkic's minutes to go way up. Round six. Round six, guys. We're looking up to up to pick number um, 72. Maximum Derek. I went out of order there, but I think Derek White is someone to look at. Derek White is going to play good minutes. He gets steals. He gets blocks. His usage is going to go up. He's going to have more ball handling. So is DeJounte Murray, of course. But White is often a guy that, that does lag behind instead of ADP. Now, his numbers last year weren't particularly great. He only played 30 minutes and he played 36 games and he was outside the top 100. It's not very good. I look at him. He's ADP 76, in fact. So that's actually a round seven player. But in round six, outside the top 60, I think White has an outside shot of being a top 50 guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him there. He's got an outside shot there, but you know, you're talking at 76 as an ADP for Derek White. Yeah, like every day of the week I take him. And then Draymond Green, I've said this a number of times as well. Last three months of last season, he was a top 20 guy while averaging eight points per game. I don't expect him to be top 20 again, but he's getting drafted in the 60s in a lot of situations. He'll get his assists. He's ADP 61. He'll get his assists. He'll get his steals. He'll block shots. He'll rebound. His free throws were actually shockingly high last year in terms of percentage, 80% over a three-month period. Um, he's a real steal. He's a top 50 option. It's got to be got to make sense for your team with his low scoring for sure, but he's good. And then Gordon Haywood. Haywood was 52nd last year. I don't think Kelly Oubre's... Gordon, uh, we forget, because Gordon Haywood's had all those injuries, we forget that he's actually really good. The injuries are obviously a concern, and that pushes him back. But an ADP of um, of 69 Giggity. is really, it's really quite low for Haywood. I think that he can you know, average 20 points again. He gets nice assists. He steals all right. His, his threes are pretty good. He has good efficiency numbers. To me, he's a guy that, that I, would, I would consider in round five even. Um, but you, know, you can get him in round six. And I think that's some really, really good value. Again, the injuries are a concern for these guys and it does drop them back. But yeah, you know, I'll happily. What did Haywood have last year? Like a, a weird wrist problem. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with taking him. Let's go to round seven. D'Angelo Russell. Quote from Chris Finch. I think it was today. You know, we're going to put the ball in D'Lo's hands a lot. He's going to he's going to be a pretty good source of assists late. His usage will probably fall off a little bit with uh, Edwards and Towns dominating the ball there. But I think he's still going to be pretty good. Now, he can be an issue at times with his free throw percentage and field goal percentage. That's an issue. But a good assist guy, a good scorer, he'll hit threes. His ADP is 77, D'Angelo Russell. 77. I think he's a top 65 guy pretty easily and maybe higher. I wouldn't be you know super confident about him being higher. But in round seven, yeah. Absolutely. And then this one. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. 
Yahoo has been all over the shop with this guy. Remember when I did a Yahoo sleeper video ages ago, he was like ranked outside the top 100 and it was easy money to get him there. You don't have that ability at the moment. His rank has come all the way into 56. And to be honest, 56 is too high, but the ADP is not there yet. So it depends on how people are viewing him. His ADP is at 79. Top 50 is a possibility for Stuart. Top 60 is probably more realistic. And that ADP of 79 puts him around round seven sort of player. Depends on where you're in the league, but yeah, I'd happily take him in round six, not a problem. And maybe even round end of round five, I would consider Isaiah Stewart. But if he's sitting there, which according to ADP he is, then you've got to take a look at him. You've also got to take a look at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Whatever your flavor, your favorite flavor, whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, cookies and cream, caramel, salted caramel, in fact, orange, strawberry. There's so many different flavors. I can't keep up. Cookies and cream. Did I even mention the goat? Cookies and cream is a great flavor of Built Bar. These are not just delicious though, which they are. They're also good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs per bar. And you can get these delicious, healthy protein bars at a discount. 15% off when you head to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your order at built.com. So get your built bars, load up your cart, get 15% off at uh, built.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. Football is back and all eyes are on the ground, whether it's pro or college football. The place for your betting action is Bet Online. With a new updated site and interface, more odds, more contests, more props. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can get a 50% welcome bonus just for signing up by using our promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, so we've gone through those first seven rounds of options, of must-draft players. Let's go to round eight. Round eight, and round eight to round 10, there's not as many value guys that stand out. I think Norman Powell is one of those. He's got an ADP of 88. I think that he can crack the top 80. Last season, he was 76, but... I'll say this, and I just have him here to include him as someone in this round because I don't really like a lot of the guys. That's not true. I don't think there's gigantic steals for the guys going in this 85 to 96 range on Yahoo. I don't think there's a ton of steals there. Um, But Powell, you could push into the top 80. Now, when he was in Portland last season, he wasn't as good as in Toronto, and that is a legitimate risk. But if CJ, say, is traded, then maybe he gets more usage and more shots. Not saying that'll happen. It probably doesn't happen. But he is at least a guy that in this area I think is fine. Who is sliding back? And he's actually ranked 99th on Yahoo. So he's a little bit further down the list. And I think that might have been a recent adjustment as well as they pushed him down further. Round nine, there is value. Round 10, there's not as much, I think. Miles Bridges in round nine. Love it. That's pick 96, 97 to 108 we're talking about here. Miles Bridges here. I think he's going to start. It appears like at power forward. Now, there is a little bit of a worry that a lot of his big numbers last season came when Gordon Haywood was out. He was able to improve as a shooter. Whether that is able to continue or not, I'm not sure. But that is that is a bit of a risk. I think Kelly Olenek's a really solid option here. Outside the top 100, Olenek can get inside the top 100 easily. He'll get all the backup center minutes behind Isaiah Stewart. That might be 20 a game. 
but he's also going to play alongside Isaiah Stewart behind Jeremy Grant. Yeah, he's going to play ahead of Trey Lyles and Isaiah Livers and Luca Garza. He can really open things up for this team. And if he gets 26 minutes a night, the top 100 should be not guaranteed, but pretty bloody close. And then Dan Gafford I like here as well. I do not know what is going to happen in Washington when Tom Bryant returns, but that's three months away. Yeah, does Gafford move out of the rotation? I would hope that he shows enough defensive ability where they say we can't run with a center rotation of Bryant and Harrell. It's impossible. We get cooked. So I think Gafford can maintain quite a bit of value in this round nine area. Now, it really depends on how sharp your league is. But he's ranked 101st and ADP of 107. I think he's probably a top 90 player. And it gives round eight value maybe even higher. If they play him 28 minutes a night, which I really find hard to believe considering Harrell is there. I think Harrell's not a bad player in this range as well, to be honest. Um, Gafford's an interesting guy. Round 10. I think this guy's being slept on a little bit. I know he's heading into the season now with a shoulder problem, but Boyan Bogdanovich. Yahoo has just adjusted his rank. They had him way low. They put him up to 97. I don't think many people will bite on him at 97, but his ADP is at 116. So you're talking about a round 10 sort of a player. Um... Round 10 is 109 to 120. I think your top 75 is best case for Boyan as a 20-point-per-game scorer if he gets to that level. But in this area, I, I do like him as a guy that is perpetually... Well, not perpetually. In a lot of drafts, I'm seeing undervalued quite a bit. And I think that's yeah, big, the rank has just adjusted. He is a guy that we can look at in this area. Round 11, I love Nerlens Noel. Right, if he's still there in round 11, you take him. I don't think taking him in round 10 is anything wrong with that. I'm really worried about Mitchell Robinson and his foot. Noel, you know, Robinson probably is their starter. But if he's not cleared yet, he won't come in and play 28 minutes straight away. Noel's going to have a little bit of time of it as a 26, 27 minute a night guy. And that might push to 21, 22. So almost worst case, I think, for Noel is as a round 11 player. Best case is as a round eight, round nine player. There's a real lot of value for him in this round. Now, there are other guys that I think can return close to top 100 value who we haven't touched on yet in this late area. But we're going to touch on them right now. Because in round 12, you could wait till round 13 if you wanted to grab these guys and some of them will be there. But I think all of these guys are going to return value that's in excess of round 12 and maybe even higher. Mason Plumley. Even if he plays only 25 minutes as the starting center in Charlotte, it's enough to beat this number. Tyrese Maxey. This is dependent on what happens with Ben Simmons. But if Simmons, say, holds out all year or another point guard doesn't come back, Maxey's a top 100-ish sort of a player, I think. Jordan Poole. We saw what he could do. 30 points in that first preseason game. He will start while Clay Thompson's out. Or even if he doesn't start, he's going to get a lot of minutes and a lot of usage. Wiggins getting vaccinated does hurt him a little bit because it gives slightly fewer avenues for him to be excellent when Clay does return. But he's going to have a gigantic role. And I think when Clay comes back, he moves into a 27-minute-a-night role versus a 30-minute-a-night role when Clay is actually fully healthy. Paul is not just a points and threes guy. He can... Okay, think about it now. Who is the Warriors' backup point guard? It, it has to be Jordan Poole, really. Like, who else is it? Toscano Anderson will handle the ball somewhat. Draymond Green, but I don't think you want them full-time point guarding. Looks like they're going to have Avery Bradley. He's not a point guard. I think it's going to have to be pulled. So, you know, three, three and a half assists, 16 points, two and a half to three threes a game. Great free throws. I really like him. 
You saw why I like Josh Giddy in that first preseason game. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to play 30 minutes a night minimum. Six, yeah, seven, six rebounds, six assists, possibility. Let's hope he can get over a steal, and let's hope the shooting's not horrendous. He's going really late. I think that, yeah, you get him at 100 to 10, 100, that sort of area. It's it's okay value. In round 12, it's tremendous. And he beats this number pretty easily. And then his teammate, Isaiah Roby, who should be the starting center. It's not that I love Roby as a player, but he's going to be a starting center and probably play 27, 28 minutes a night and probably beat this number pretty easily. These are all guys that maybe fall to round 13 as well. And then the last one is the wave pool, D'Anthony Melton. Now, you know how much I like D'Anthony Melton as a player. And I've been hesitant with him because of Taylor Jenkins. But it is looking like Kyle Anderson might come off the bench. I'm cautious with Kyle Anderson because so much of his value last season came because Jaron Jackson was out and he played at power forward. And he's not going to have that opportunity this year. And if they're going to start Dylan Brooks plus, say, Desmond Bain, which it looks like, then I think that really helps Melton get to 25 minutes a night. And in 25 minutes a night, he's a real top 100 option. Now, if they decide that they start Melton over Brooks, I really, I don't think they will. But it's something I've been calling for for a long time. I just don't think they're going to do it. Um, then his numbers goes up higher. I, don't, I wouldn't go too much higher. I wouldn't draft Melton too much higher than this. But I think he's absolutely someone that we've got to take that flyer on with this development of Anderson being a bench guy. I think that works pretty well. He was excellent in that first preseason game as well, D'Anthony. Um, and we know that he's a guy that gets steals. He can block shots. He can get rebounds. He can hit threes. He can score. He can get assists. He can do so many different things. It's just real fantasy goodness right across the board. And he is available late. Let's see. There's there's more um, uncertainty now in that Gr- uh, Grizzlies lineup than there was a couple of days ago. I could always also throw Desmond Bain in here because if he starts and plays 30 minutes a night, he hits three threes, 15 points. There's enough in that to get me interested. But he doesn't have the same multi-categorical value that De'Anthony Melton does. So that's it. We're going. Th- we're going through all of the uh, all of the rounds there. What did you think? Now, because of the way that Yahoo has you know, really tightened these ranks up, there's not as much value standing out in different areas. It's about being smart, about getting guys that fall, about building a team co- coherently to get your team looking good. But these are some guys that I'm going to be looking at in each of these rounds. Ignore the title that says must draft players. That's not how it goes. All right? It's about getting guys at the right spot and the right value and being flexible and being able to move around. Who else would you have included in those different rounds that you think is going to exceed that value? Let me know down in the comments. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, leave a comment down below. Tell me what you think. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.